Welcome to the Finding Backcountry Podcast with your host, Dustin Whitwer. I am Dustin Whitwer, and this is the Finding Backcountry Podcast. Follow along on my journey of learning from the best backcountry hunters each week as we explore valuable information I use to find success in the backcountry. Let's get to the show. We've only got so much time on this episode. This is what happens when you podcast at the family holiday get-together. We got time. And people people are coming and going. Welcome to the Finding Backcountry podcast coming at you from our sister's basement <laughs> with special guest guest star, my brother, because we're here at the family uh, Christmas, we are day after Christmas, I guess, and committed to getting more episodes out. And so here we are sitting uh, down in the basement. Hiding from Jason's kids and probably his wife, Ashley. Thank you for letting us do this. She listens to these. She does? Yeah, sometimes. Ash, let me just say, before Jason ever met you, he was a lost wayward soul. And you're the best thing that's ever happened to him. Mm. And there's no debate about that. So... You're you're more impressive than any 220 inch buck, or 370 bull, or anything like that. Now, a desert sheep, that's pretty special. <laughs> Ashley's awesome. Yeah, Jason it's, lucked out. I've got I've got like 15 points in Nevada for deserts. You do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Never well, know. That's that's kind of the. You look at the draw statistics and that's kind of the hot spot that like 15 point range. Yeah. Nevada's weird because there's no preference at any level. And so it's random quote unquote, you know, with exponential odds when you get more points, but it does seem like, doesn't it? That they hit some of those pockets for some reason. And then like, once you get like max points, it's like, you never draw. I know someone who, this was a couple of years ago, but his dad had like max points in Nevada. It was like 26 elk points and he couldn't draw. And yet over here, you know, Ashley, she drew a late elk tag with three points. Yeah. So, and he was just applying for like everything else that everyone else does. Like just the rifle hunts and just bad luck really. Well, Wyoming's going at some point in the next few years, I think they're switching to a, a squared bonus system. Oh, really? Yeah. At least on the once in a lifetime stuff. Um, so you at least have a chance Yeah, every year. Yeah. And the reason was just like what we're saying, right? Like when you, when you're in a, a heavily preferenced uh, system, even with a few shavings coming off for people who you know, or in a random draw, so to speak, you know, when most of the tags are going to the people at the highest points, it just, it just completely, uh, demoralizes people from getting in, you know, it, it demotivates people from jumping in 
you know, especially like, you know, you're 12 or you're 18 now and you're on your own or something. And it's like, or you're just getting into it. It's ridiculous, right? Like you, you don't see any point. And so they thought that that the meeting I went to, they thought that would be one byproduct of this is it would incentivize or keep, you know, new people jumping into the system because they always have a chance. Yep. I don't apply. I don't apply in a lot of those hunts just because I know right now it takes 20 points or whatever. And by the time I get there, yeah, I'm, you know, it'll be freaking 30 plus. It's kind of like almost how I look at Colorado elk, right? Like you and I were looking at points and stuff the other day. You're like, Hey, we got a few points. Let's do Colorado elk. I'm like, well, you know, when you really map out and you look at the quality of bulls that we were, we're going to get into, you know, you might get lucky and find a 350 plus, but probably not on most of those units. And we've both killed, you know. Well, the argument I was trying to make is that I don't know if there's any units in Colorado. Well, that's the allegedly they're, you know, the top tier like that, you know, I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, two, two oh one, two twenty one, whatever it is up there in the in the northwest corner is your best chance you know and i know of one or two other units that take but that's the thing is even even the other units that i know that guys have hunted take astronomically more points and so it was like well like you know i've jumped in and i bought points only because it's so dirt cheap like it's just i was it 10 bucks yeah it's an extra three bucks or 15 bucks or something like that you know and and I just have no intention or no worry about even applying or drawing necessarily. But well, we might as well. We might need to do it before <coughs> the wolves get out of control. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's well, not going to be any elk to hunt if they're real smart wolves. And last, I I heard I saw one comment and one, you know, one like alleged thing from from someone who lives in Colorado and is pretty tuned up. But and I don't know exactly for sure if they. You know, actually, they, it, it seems like these these wolves have collars that they can uh, monitor. Yeah. And there's ways to find that info. I don't know if that's true or not. But he made it sound like from his comment that they had been monitoring the, the where they're headed. And that within the first week, those suckers made a U-turn and headed right back. Towards heading home. Heading north towards home. <laughs> and, like, I mean, if anyone... If, I'm just surprised that these Colorado fish and game people obviously haven't seen the movie Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey, because <laughs> like the cat had nothing to do with that. It was all the dog's sense of where they were was going. Sassy, Milo, and uh, yeah, Sassy was just Shadow. there for comedic relief. <laughs> Shadow. Shadow was the main dude, and that's basically what they put on the ground there is like five <laughs> versions of Shadow. Like, dude, they'll be crossing through Wyoming and get gunned down up there in Wyoming before you know it, right? We don't mess around. When they get out of their little area in Wyoming, it's free. It's free game. Those suckers will be gunned down before they get to Evanston. But, yeah, who knows? Yeah, I guess once they make it to Wyoming, it's there's free a free game. It's like coyotes up there, right? Well, so, so have to have a yeah, so, so everything in Wyoming, everything revolves around the park. So... From the park, it's insulated, you know, uh, probably hundreds of miles. I can't remember. But you look at the map, there's basically call it an A zone and a B zone or something like that. And the A zone is the one that's the most right, that just wraps around the park. 
And that's like a quota. You you can kill them with a tag. Yeah. You have to have a tag in it, but it's only so many quote, you know, kind of a thing. Like you can't just, yeah. like coyotes, you can't just shoot them. Once they leave that, they call it like going into the ag zone or something like that, where they, it's, they're outside of their, their little safety net, uh, so to speak. And they get out into that wide open zone from, from basically, you know, call it a cup, you know, the main mountain range around Yellowstone. Yeah. It's free game. free game. You shoot them on site. Well, that's where they'll be. <clears throat> and that's where they'll be stepping their foot across the line there. And so, yeah, good luck to them. But uh, hopefully that's what they do. Well, dude, um, this is like, you know, the week, we're recording here the week in between Christmas and uh, New Year's. And so hopefully I'll get this to the editor and kind of get it out maybe around the first or so. But... Um, I, uh, and a few, few things going on in life. Um, you know, this is as good a time I think to announce as any, um, <laughs> not that I did it. I did announce a big thing to the family this week. Um, the, uh, we're, we're adding a new member to the, to the hunt crew. <laughs> <laughs> my wife's my not wife, a horse. It's not a horse or a dog or a dog. It's of the human <laughs> kind. So after many, many years, my wife is, uh, is finally pregnant and, uh, yay. Yay. Told the family tonight, the, the, did the gender reveal and my family's a little more low key than my wife's, uh, which I, I actually love and hate depends on the moment. But in this case, I actually liked how I approached it with my in-laws. Um, we wanted to do this gender reveal and, you know, you start researching. I mean, there's like YouTube compilation videos of how these guys burn down forests and mm. blow things up and screw things up with these gender reveals, right? Blowing stuff up and shooting tannerite and stuff. I'm like, yeah, these are all kind of generic. I'm like, I'm not sure what to do. Like my wife kept bugging me and I'm like, I'll think of something. I'll think of something. Well, so what I decided is they put us, you know, we, we volunteered kind of like, Hey, we'll, you know, my, my, my in-laws, they always get like, they'll get like a big Airbnb, Airbnb for, for like the week of, or the week after Christmas or whatever, usually, or, or Thanksgiving or something like that. So they're all, we're all staying at this big, huge house. Right. And so everybody's there for the most part. Uh, a lot of people are sick, so it didn't work quite like we thought, but like, uh, we'll cook dinner one night. Right. We usually would do that anyway. Like we'll be in charge of dinner or something. So I said, that's an idea is we'll be in charge of dinner and I'll, I'll have a themed dinner to reveal the gender of the baby. And so, you know, if you're following me, that means you could have basically one of two, (laughs) basically one of two themes, either you have like a, a, a meat fest. You have like a, you know, a full-blown like sausage fest. Every, every type of meat uh, we had, or, or you would have like, let's call it a taco bar. Okay. Mexican night. And you have a taco bar. Okay. That's all I'm going to say about that. But um, we, we, in this case, I'll, I'll spoil it because you guys weren't all there. I cooked up everything from Little Smokies which I wrapped in bacon, by the way, and 
drizzled uh, brown sugar. Brown sugar. Yeah. Oh. I did that at work the other day. My goodness. Like, that's next level. Yeah. Uh, so we had Little Smokies. We had actual Oscar Mayer wieners. We had bratwurst. We had, we had a kielbasa <laughs> sausage. We had meatballs, actual just meatballs, little stip strips of steak, a uh, rack of ribs, and then uh, your sides. Uh, you could have potatoes, but they were those those little mini gusseted little round tiny. Yeah, the circles. tiny tiny circle potatoes, and I only let everyone have two. <laughs> and so. You know, they, they, somebody caught on my sister. Did you put it on their plate? Just like no. the two potatoes and then a hot dog? <laughs> and then a little smoky. <laughs> well, no. you should have done. That's what I should have done. But the cat got out of the bag before that. Cause my, my sister-in-law was the smart one. She's like, this is a pretty, like, is the theme of the meal, like the gender reveal? Cause we didn't tell them we were doing that. Right. We're just like, <laughs> Oh, we're going to tell you sometime this week. This is a weird meal. This is a, this is a lot of meat fest going on here. <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah. So we're having a boy and we're, <laughs> we're, uh, we're over the moon. excited. So, uh, but no, that, so that, that announcement, but then, a relative to this was um so i'll try to explain this quick and and be be brief here but um we're gonna rebrand some stuff and there's a couple reasons why uh mostly because i can do whatever i want <laughs> and i don't care america this is america okay uh but but other, secondly um you know, so a little history, if you followed Jason and I specifically, you know, we, um, we've been doing this a long time, like collectively, you know, even if you just count, like when we kind of got on our own from high school now, for me, that's almost 20 years that we've been doing this and you're, you know, what, 13, 13 14 behind that. So collective 35 plus years, at least of doing this. and um you know, we, we liked sharing it initially, even like we liked sharing what we were doing, um, way back. We did, that wasn't a thing, right. When we were growing up and even in, you know, kind of when I was like in college age and stuff, this stuff didn't exist, right. There wasn't podcasting yet. Wasn't big. At least there wasn't social media or bar there was barely cell phones. Right. And so we just did a lot of stuff like everyone else did. Right. We took pictures with our family and we, maybe put them up at the sporting goods store or brag to our friends or whatever. But, you know, we were just normal. And then, you know, kind of social media came on the, on the, uh, around first. And you remember like we were, we were early and I don't even remember why I don't remember having the conversation with you of like, why we're going to start sharing our stuff or, but, but we, I probably, you know, me, I had this wild hair and was like, man, we should do this team back country. Right. And again, I don't even know kind of where that was born. Do you, mm -mm, I don't, you know, and I, maybe I had been doing it a little bit before I think I did because so remember my buddy, Tyler, if you're listening, Tyler Thurston, he sold out and moved to Texas on us, but yeah, I don't blame he, him. He's <laughs> I do. Cause I live in Wyoming. I understand your point of view, but 
Texas sucks. <laughs> okay, no offense, guys, but it's all private. Hey, Mark, Mark, probably <clears throat> listen, listen, Muley Snyder. You guys think you got it so well down there, and Mark does. They got some. If you got like a sweet lease or whatever, then it's different. But I just picture, like, where am I going to go hunt? I don't know anyone. I don't can't afford a lease, but now Texas is cool. But uh, Tyler and I started Team Backcountry initially. And he was, if you go scroll all the way back, good luck. But if you scroll all the way back on Team Backcountry Instagram, there's like random fishing and duck hunting and stuff. Those are Tyler's pictures originally. Yeah. And so he kind of took that. In fact, now that I'm telling the story, I remember, so Facebook existed, obviously, I think before Instagram. Yeah. I remember seeing Tyler's wife, um, would was posting these really the different type of photos and it was like they had filters on them we didn't know what filters were back then but she was like posting them from instagram over to facebook and i i, I want to say instagram was only just like a it was just like an editing app kind of a thing where you'd go put your photos in and it would put these filters on them and then they'd post them up to Insta to facebook and that's probably my guess would be that's how instagram took off is they had so many users that started using this. So that's what put Instagram in our head. I'll give, if if Taylor's listening, as much as her and I bicker all the time, just back and forth. <laughs> um, anyway, she she had this, I that's just the first person I remember using Instagram. And so that's how Team Backcountry, specifically on Instagram, started. And it was just what it was. It was just a couple of dudes like putting up photos of whatever they did. Well, then you came along and kind of grew up and you got a camera in your hands. And, you know, we had been obviously doing our thing, just doing our hunts and stuff. But you started, you're what really took it off because you started posting up legitimate cool photos. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you remember when Team or when Instagram kind of that first two, three, four, five years that we're talking here, the algorithms were going nuts, right? Because supply and demand, right? There was all these users, but not enough content basically. And so if you, and plus like it was very heavily, you know, photo centered, right? So if you were posting up quality photos it was going nuts. Do you remember this? Like how many followers we would get like a week or a month on Team Backcountry Instagram? A lot. If we weren't getting hundreds a week, you were, I remember you would be like, what's wrong? Like we got to, we're, you know, we're not posting the right photos. We're not doing the right things or whatever. Hashtags maybe, I guess at that point, I don't remember, but. I don't think hashtags were. I don't even think hashtags were, but you know, and so. And so you, you really were what, like, you know, put all through gasoline on that fire. Cause you started putting up all these like epic photos that you'd been taking and team back into Instagram just blew. Like we went, you know, 5,000, 10,000, 15, 20, all the way up to like where we're at now, which has been just leveled off for years at like 30,000 followers. Right. Yeah. And I, I, I don't care about that or anything, but I'm just telling the story a little bit of where this all started and what it's turning into. And, and, and even then, right, Jason, like, you know, the, to, to my credit, 
to your credit, you're what blew it up. Like no doubt your quality photos and like the persistence that you had, like you even, I remember you doing research back in the day and like, Hey, we got to post it at four o'clock or 10 o'clock. Yeah. You know, hours. Yeah. The busiest hours. And like, this is when people are on and stuff like you had it dialed in. You're a hundred percent what blew it up. Well, then it, you know, that kind of happened and lost its, its mojo, you know, and it's, it's sex appeal, so to speak. And I remember you, you like, you just kind of over the years were kind of like, like, I'm over it. I'm over it. Right. Well, I wasn't necessarily, you know, over it, but I also wasn't the one that was like, I wasn't the mastermind behind the camera necessarily or whatever. So, you know, I, there's been a lot of years there where I just kind of did what I did. Uh, You know, I'd go out and hunt for the year and we'd take our normal photos and stuff. But what we weren't super active, and there was quite a few months there at a time probably where we weren't active. But, but this is listen, I'm telling all this because to my credit, what I did understand and what I did know at least was like, I understood that attention is a very important asset, right? As Gary V puts it, attention is the number one asset. Okay. And, and I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't smart enough to know like the future or what I was going to do with it. But I've always felt strongly about, Hey, if you, if, if, because this is what we love, right? This is all we talk about. Basically every Christmas gift we just got was in one way or another, something to do with hunting or the outdoors or our you know, a hunt of some kind, bass fishing, bass fishing. (laughs) Now Jason's into, you know, for better or worse, but, um, you know, this is what we do. Right. And so I've always felt strongly that, Hey, if we can, if it's something that I can do, I'm going to do anyway, and I can bring people along and, and, and people are interested in it and I can use that equity, so to speak, uh, for something down the road, maybe I want to start a business. Right. And I didn't know anything about starting a business or whatever, but you know, if, if at some point, um, we might want to use that equity is what I'm saying, right? We might want to use that attention. And so instead of shutting it down, right, which we even had a website, a team backcountry website at one point, and it, it, we just let it lapse. Cause you know, you would have been the one in charge of it and you were kind of over it and, and I let it lapse. Right. Yep. Um, Cause whatever, right. We weren't putting a lot of content on it at the time. Uh, but the team backcountry, like the Instagram, we just kind of, it's just kind of been there and just kind of kept it going. Well, fast forward to now and, um, I was right. Like to put it, you know, another, no other way. Like, um, I, I'm glad that we kept, you know, a little bit of that that platform going just so that we could, you know, just so that we could have uh, a place to share our experiences and our stories and, and some eyeballs on it, you know, just because, uh, you know, it's what we love to do and, and share. Did I leave anything out? No, just you're still scrolling through the team I'm, back and three. I'm page. literally scrolling through to see what There's, the first post. Is. How many posts are there? Two thousand. I've, I've been scrolling for the last ten minutes. <laughs> I told you. Good luck. I'll tell you how many posts at least. I don't even know. These are bringing back some memories though. <laughs> oh, <laughs> dude, this 
Remember this trail camera picture? Yeah, that was epic. I know right where There's that was. There's a, a pretty big six-point bull just in mid-bugling, mid-bugle with like five cows in front of him. Yeah. Just like, I want to, I won. There was a trail camera contest and I posted this picture on there and I won like one of the first cellular cameras. Nice. I ended up selling it to buy some other cameras. <laughs> But yeah, that picture is so epic. It won a trail camera contest. How far back are you? 2,172 posts. I'm September 2014. You're almost there because I think Instagram was like, what, 2012? Hey, hey, look at this. <laughs> That's a picture of a butthole sandwich kit. Oh, clear back. From August 2014. Forward that to me now. That. So we don't lose that. I don't know if we were the OGs. Well, we, we, we weren't, we knew what we were doing. I stole that idea from Cam Haynes in his, uh, more like his book or something. Yeah. He'd do those bagel, bacon, bagel sandwiches. <laughs> I mean, we're back to trail camera pictures at night with flash cameras. Yeah. Like that's how far back we are. Yeah. Well, Instagram started in 2000, what, 12. Let me look it up while you're scrolling. Yeah, it was. So. 11, 12, Instagram, start year. The reason that I, we're even talking about this, 2010. So Instagram starts in 2010. The app launched in October 6, 2010. I think our first post was 2012, if I remember right. Well, I'm in 2013. Yeah. And I think it goes all the way back to 2012. Doesn't matter. Here's what matters is like, I'm telling all that to explain, you know, kind of what and why I'm, what, what we're doing here and where I'm going to take this. Uh, we are going to rebrand team backcountry team backcountry was very cool at the time. I, I didn't have any problem with it. The, the team, you know, the cliche, like team that came probably from like, you know, team real tree and team, mossy oak and you know whatever they had way back in the day right as we were growing up that's kind of what you would do is like oh team this and yep. team that there's tyler's pictures tyler's fish. the first 2012 first two dozen three dozen pictures are all duck hunting pictures yeah. <laughs> which we've never done which we've never duck hunted first post line them up it's a little about eight ducks was there is there any hashtags yep. hashtag waterfowl <laughs> hashtag utah waterfowl what date january 17th 2013 2013 so we were that close that close to 2012 so anyway um you know now now that we're whatever we're we've been doing this a lot longer and i i more and more and more i love just one form or another the media of sharing what we do uh i love jumping on this podcast i love posting up on social uh i even love writing i love writing my hunt stories and doing the blogs and stuff probably the one medium that i'm not great at being f uh comfortable with or whatever is is video uh but then again if if someone's kind of there to set it up and get it rolling like i don't have any problem with that but anyway Let's get to the point. We're going to rebrand the team backcountry, uh, the whole, the whole thing. Right. And the, the brand that we're going to build off of, um, I put a, 
put a lot of time and thought into this of, of why I named it this and, and what it means and why I did it. Um, we're going to call it, we're going to call, think of a, think of a hub, right. Of, of information or a, you know, a kind of a mothership, um, almost like you would think of like a, you know, a, a news old school news station back in the day or something where all the, in all the stuff's going to run through this, this website, we'll call it, uh, but through this brand, um, and we're going to, I'm going to call it the Huntian. And the Huntian, um, is, you know, it's, it's got a couple, I guess, meanings or whatever. Um, a, I think it sounds the Huntian to me, what, uh, it sounds almost like a news station, right? It, it kind of sounds like a Washington post or whatever, right? Like for hunters, for hunters, the hunt, the Huntian. Right. And, and that's what I want this to be is it's going to be a hub for hunting content uh, just no different than anything we've really done off and on throughout the years. Uh, but we're just going to put it under one family and just rebrand it so that it's all there. So the Huntian, the Huntian, I, I also, there's a lot of different names. Uh, you only saw like five or six or something that I whittled it down to or eight or whatever. Yeah. But I mean, I've got a notebook, ice chicken scratched in there for weeks researching and thinking and you know going through all these exercises of in my mind of what this meant and what i wanted it to sound like and be and you know the huntian also i liked because it actually it um i found it because it's the it's an old it's they call it old english and it's old english word for a wooden ship no it's an old english word (laughs) Uh, the hunting is like, I took it as like a verb because it's, it's like to, to hunt, hunt, right? The, the hunting, uh, the obviously is I'm adding, but hunting is an old English word meaning to hunt. And so there's, there's a cool, you know, feel to that. And, and then again, the hunting, uh, H U N T I A N hunting. And it feels to me, it feels like a, you know, it screams, uh, content hub or news news media hub and that's what it's going to be um the team backcountry instagram one of these days here probably before i launch this and by the time you hear this overnight is going to go to the hunting uh i'm going to try to be a little bit more active on a few other uh platforms you know maybe the twitter x or whatever they call it now um i would like to be uh you know and 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 let's talk basic pillars here everything right uh social posts uh but more importantly like podcasts more video a lot more hunt video specifically one way or the other uh gear review video so video kind of twofold probably uh maybe even start videoing these podcasts and splitting them not not necessarily for the entire episode even though we'll we'll probably put it on like the hunty in YouTube, but clip, but more post. clips, right? So that I can use the clips and get people interested on the socials or whatever, um, you know, and even little snippets on places like LinkedIn. LinkedIn will house uh, links to blog articles and stuff like that. Um, you know, it'll all be relative to the platform, but um, you know, did I miss anything? Right, written blogs will go on the on the hunty in website. Uh, which by the way is being it's under construction right now and being being created and produced 
And again, it's, it's not, you know, there's nothing, it's not like a service or a subscription, or I'm not looking for your money. This is just going to be a hub for content that you're really going to want to keep your eyes on, um, to the point where, you know, we will likely have, uh, outside, um, contributors, uh, you know, just contracted per article or whatever. So this is a call. If you're a guy who I, I literally don't care what, what media, uh, form you want to put it in, but if you're, uh, if you like to write, we want your content. If you like to be on video doing gear reviews, you're a gear junkie. I want your content. If you, um, if you like to do, uh, film your own hunts and do it, let's talk, right? Like we'll figure out a way if it's, if it falls in line with what we're doing, um, and whatever else, uh, if you want to be co-host of this podcast, if you're whatever, uh, and you know, and we'll, we'll pay, you know, con- contracted price or whatever per article or per video or whatever. So, uh, the huntian.com, uh, I'm going to try to rebrand everything to the huntian might even change the name of this podcast. I haven't decided yet. That's one thing. Um, you know, the, the whole, if you followed me specifically with the backpack food, backpack logistics will stay its own deal. Cause it's, you know, it's its own little, uh, little ecosystem there. Um, and, and we'll obviously use this to, to take, you know, if we have attention from the hunting we'll use it to, you know, just for our benefit. If we, you know, if Jason wants to talk about a guided hunt that he's offering or something, or if, you know, we want to do our own, you know, little snippet for backpack logistics or, you know, help sell llamas or whatever. But, uh, the one, one key thing about the hunting is I'm going to vow uh, at least to begin with that it's, it's going to stay completely unbiased and, and unsponsored. And this is going to be, this is going to be a 10, probably 10 years in the making for us. We've had, we've had this vision and this goal or this idea. Jason probably would have been there years ago. Cause he just doesn't, he hates you. You hate being tied to sponsorships and, you know, contractual. I'll be honest. Like, I think that most we know I would say 99% they're of, horse crap. They're freaking full of crap. They're full of crap. Like people out there and I don't even care who you are. Yeah. Like if you're if you tell me that Vortex is better than Swaro, you are full of crap. I don't care what anyone says. You know, and and even <clears> the <throat> flip side, if you if you all you've ever used is Swaro and you've never looked through a a Razor HD or whatever, then you can't say anything either, right? And that's yeah. kind of the point is we're we're going to try to make this as, as open and, uh, you know, cause it, it doesn't matter if it's, you know, the tippy top guys in the industry that we all know that have the most credit ever, uh, or if it's just, you know, a random dude on YouTube or is in social page, like if, if they're telling you, or if they're, you know, if they're sponsored or if they think that this is the best and that's what they say or whatever, and they're not out there using it or they're not unsponsored or completely unbiased. Like it's, they're full crap. And we know we were there. Like we used to do it. We were the guys, we did it <laughs> for the, the love of the 40% discount. code. Yeah, like we, they're thought, like, Oh, well you'll be on our pro staff and we'll give you 50% off. And we're like, Oh my gosh, that's wow. Like yeah. we're so awesome. And, and yeah, not an attack on vortex. I, I like, I still have vortex you stuff random for years. Yeah. I don't, I don't care. I'm just, you know, 
So the, with that, there will probably be a few items that I don't deviate from, even though, listen, I love Kafaru. They're my family, basically, right? If, if this is going to be what it's going to be, I might put on a Stone Glacier pack and give it an honest review back and forth. I my, think you have to. My gut tells me that Kafaru is going to come out on top because they're indestructible. Yeah. And I've used them for going on 10 years now, and there's nothing wrong with them. I um, some, A guy just on Instagram the other day posted something about him packing a bunch of crap out in Kafaru. And he's like, I've used pretty much every pack on the market. And he's like, it's the best. And I replied, I said, I haven't tried every pack on the market, on the market but I haven't had a reason to leave. You know, yeah, but I think, well, this, if you're going to do this. unbiased, you have to, you have to test everything. You have to test everything, which, you know, yeah, which, you know, speaking of Kafaru, I mean, Aaron Snyder is the, he's the leading example of testing all these different things. I mean, the guy's just, you know, because of his influence and stuff like, and I'm good friends with Snyder, like he gets the best reviews out there because he's used it all. Like he does it all. Mm-hmm. Right. So him of all people, I think they'll completely be on board and I'm sure we'll stay, you know, good friends and, uh, you know, whatever. But I just bring them up because they're the closest thing that we still have to like kind of a, a sponsorship agreement or whatever. We don't even have that. It's just, we're just really mm-hmm. great friends and we, we really believe in their stuff. And we, you know, we kind of had been at one point, but it's now it's just a mutual love of their products. Right. And whatever. And they like how we um, you know, do things I think or whatever. So anyway, that's just a good example to bring up of like, you know, even, even backpacks, um, you know, it might not be next year or this year or whatever, but like, it's gonna, like, we're, we're going there. Nothing's off. I don't give a crap. Nothing's off the table and nothing's going to be, you know, so I don't, I feel like, you know, we don't owe anything to anyone. Right. Cause we're, we don't, I'm not, I, I don't care. Like I, I bought Kafaru crap this year. I bought stone glacier crap this year. I bought, I bought, I've been running crispies for freaking a decade almost. And I went and bought Las Sportivas cause I wanted to try them. Yeah. So I don't care. I just like good gear. <laughs> like I really don't. Well, I think you're going to thrive in this, yeah. <laughs> in this I, environment. Because... I hate crappy gear and I love good gear yeah. and I like to try out new gear regardless of the brand. Yeah. So. Yep. And that's, and that's, that's the vision, uh, again, you know, a a completely unbiased, unsponsored, um, center for all forms of content, you know, and it may just be, may just be links to certain things, depending on what the medium is or what the platform is. Right. But, um, so that's under construction coming, uh, probably I think mid January was when the website gal my website gal that's building it anticipated that um you know that it would kind of be done and ready to launch and that all depends on you know revisions and stuff like that but generally sometime here in january so next few weeks uh the huntian.com is what it'll be anything else on that that i'm missing um again if you're listen i'm willing to pay like if you're if you're looking to put out, pump out content, um, of any nature around backpack gear, let's, let's take a look, send your resume, send your examples, send your history or whatever you want to send that might, you know, we might consider and, um, 
you know, let's get, let's get some, we want to hit the ground running when that website launches. So like I've been writing a few articles, you know, doing, uh, hunt stories and gear reviews and, you know, 2024 hunt plans and all this stuff, we're going to hit the ground running. So I need, I want content. If you're, especially if you fall in line with any of those beliefs, right? Like this, this, again, this doesn't, um, I, I don't want this to be, uh, you know, w- one thing that we've migrated that I've decided to migrate from is the, the specifically backcountry hunting. Um, because frankly we've, and I don't, I don't care. Like at the time team backcountry, that's what we did. Yeah. We, that was it. Right. Like if we weren't putting a 50 pound pack on it, going in for seven to 10 days, we weren't doing it. And that was what we were. And it was true. Uh, now that's just not, it's not the case, right? Like I don't mind, uh, you know, everything from a little road hunting hashtag road hunting works, right. <laughs> to even like, I want to get into hunting my dog or whatever, right. Anything in between that's hunting. How, You're how fishing. dumb did it look when I, I killed the biggest buck of my life, right, like three feet from the road. Yeah. And we were team <laughs> backcountry. <laughs> it looked like, uh, you know what it was. We don't care. We're what we've learned is I think we're just after, you know, killing big stuff and, uh, having the adventure and stuff. But, uh, you know, even, like I said, even if you're not like us and you're a duck hunter, I want your content, right? I want it. If it's anything to do with hunting, your fishing stuff can take a hike, Jason, uh, take a swim. They can take it, go for a swim, throw it overboard. But uh anything hunting bird if you're mm. a bird hunting you know if you're a guy that wants to write about you know training dogs i want it if it's anything to do with hunting in the north you know upper 40 lower 48 north america alaska whatever bird hunting uh freaking anything anything i want hunting content so um yeah that's that's the deal uh again start seeing some stuff just slowly transition over team backcountry to that there's not a ton out there and and this podcast i don't know i don't i don't not honestly the only thing i don't know is like you know does it just can i switch a podcast platform over like the boom the it's all rebranded and it stays all the same episodes or do i just need to start a new podcast i don't probably, know well, and frankly i don't care i'll start a new podcast that i would just change the name yeah i'll i'll look into that but Anyway, if you see that kind of stuff popping up, uh, that's why. And, and please, by all means, just put that on your radar and look for it. Cause it's going to be, it's going to try to be the most unbiased, honest to goodness, you know, hunt general hunting content that you're going to find. There's a lot of crap to sift through in the, on social media. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, you don't, I don't know who to believe, you know, honestly, there, there's a couple, there's like a couple people. <clears throat> that I actually believe. And then, you know, there's just, there's just so much crap. Yeah. I mean, so biased, you know, I, as you were saying that I was thinking like, yeah, who do I trust? And it's like, you know, what, what I do in my head is, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll be on a product that I'm interested in. Let's say it's backpack stove, uh, backpacking stove for food. And I'll, you know, I'll, I'll do my own research just kind of away from the influencer side. I'll, I'll get on, I'll look at just general reviews, maybe on Amazon or general reviews on the websites or forums, maybe, right? Just people I don't know. Like I'm, I'm completely out of the, the little ecosystem of influencers. 
and and I'll kind of come to my own conclusion on maybe like one, two to three to four products or something that it's like, okay, I know based on the, the general feel from, it's like probably these two or three things that I'm interested in. And then I'll usually go to like, you know, an Aaron Snyder or someone like, like us or whatever that I feel like, and, and even sometimes I'll know that they're, that they're sponsored, but I go to get their, their second opinion on it. Right. And, and, and hopefully I get the feel from that, you know, like Snyder's the best, right? Like he's, he'll be just, you feel like he's completely honest. I mean, heck the guy will sometimes recommend not his own product of tent or something or, or yeah, uh, shelter that they have for certain situations. Right. So I'll look for feels like that where I'm like, okay, this, even though he, I know he's sponsored or they're sponsored or this guy is, or this guy's like, I get the, the honest feel from that guy on this particular thing. And I was already 80% there. And then that just kind of will put solidified. me over that. That'll solidify it or whatever. Right. So <laughs> anyway, um, but there is, like you said there, I mean, those are the best examples the worst examples are everyone else that we, that you can think of that's the, the, they're, these people are getting, these are the bro groups. These are the fricking, you know, the blue check marks, uh, on the socials. These are people who they've only ever used one, one brand, or they only use one brand and they call it the best or then the next year. Okay. The next year they're using a completely different brand. Now it's the best, right? got to, they lost their sponsorship deal and now because they lost their sponsorship deal and they'll tell you all day they're blue in the face that hey like man i no i just love you know i decided now that i really like loophole binos you know and and i look through them and turns out they are they're the best <laughs> yeah and then the next year they drop that and they're on you know cuz their check got too you know their demand for their influencer check got too high and now it's you know, now they're on to Swarovski's, right, or whatever. And it's just, it's all crap, right? Like, it's just, you know, and and it's funny because wh- why in the hunting world, like, in sports, whatever shoe LeBron James is wearing, like, people don't care, right? Like, they they just are like, yeah, I want the LeBron James, right. Or the Kobe Bryant's or the Michael Jordan's or whatever, because they, they won the championship, but in hunting, (laughs) it's like, it's not there yet. Like it's not, it's not that big of an industry. And so those people are just kind of slimy. Like it just feels like, like, no, we, you clearly have an ulterior motive and make some bucks and you're just trying to make some bucks and that. And I don't know, like, cause you know, I don't know the, the, whether the market's just not matured enough or there's not enough, you know, like there's not a real metric, you know, like sports is, it's all telling, right? If you're the best sports guy, you either are, or you are, and you, mm-hmm. you won or you didn't hunting is such a big <laughs> bullcrap world, right? Where like, Oh, he's the, he kills the biggest stuff I've ever seen every year. But, well, he's doing it on a private ranch, yeah. you know, and so he's not in the same group as everyone else doing DIY. You know, I, I've got buddies that I know that don't have a $50 budget every year for their gear, or their tags, and they go out and kill some absolute slobs every year on a shoestring budget in general over the season, you know, over the counter seasons. And like these guys are 10 times the hunter 
that, you know, some random celebrity or some big influencer is that's getting to hunt those places. And this isn't a debate about whether you should or shouldn't. It's just a fact of these guys are better all around hunters than the guys who get to hunt these private places. It's not the same. It's not the same, right? And it's the same with, you know, it's the same with these gear sponsorships and, and social media, you know, just the whole ecosystem has played to, you know, everything from, I don't know. I, I'm just picturing like the whitetail hunter that has to sit and put this stupid scent free spray or whatever the heck they use in, in front video. of the deer. Yeah. Or in front of the deer for their grip the, and grin. Yeah. Like it's on the ground right in front, like Judas, man, just making me sick. Like, uh, so anyway, like, you know, what, what else do you do though, other than try to find voices and people who, you know, and it, and it's hard because, um, and again, you know, we wouldn't, I don't think we would be to this, <coughs> this level of whatever you want to call it without having already gone through all that. Like we were the guys, mm-hmm. we were the worst example of guys. And frankly, we've used camo that sucked. We've we used, were, we were promoting packs that were falling apart, literally on falling apart during the hunt. And then, you know, after the hunt, we're posting pictures about talk about how cool it was freaking the best you know just full of crap yeah and this you know we we have to tell these stories to be honest but we're not we don't need to blast anything or anybody necessarily you know it'll happen naturally probably but um yeah so the point is is we we've been there we've been the guys and and we knew deep deep down we knew it had that feel of like yeah like we're just doing this for the, to keep these people happy. Cause they, they give us a bunch of gear every year. Yeah. Right. Um, and so, you know, if you, if you, if you're the guy, cause I, now I'm thinking like, if you're the guy, if you're that social media influencer, you got 10, 20, 30,000 following or whatever, and you're getting the checks and you think I'm full of crap. Let's talk about it. Let's do it. Jump, come jump on the podcast, come jump on the podcast and let's go through it. And let's talk about how full of crap you're not you know, and, and how you're being honest about this product and that product and how, you know, everyone should actually listen to you and, or, you know, you know, maybe your argument is, well, I don't care if you listen to me or not or whatever, I can still say whatever I want and that's fine. Let's, let's talk, let's jump on the podcast and let's, let's, let's get some different perspectives. Um, and just, you know, it's, again, it's not a right or wrong, right? It's not, it's almost not a conversation of like right or wrong. It's just, is and it is like this is what this is and this is what this is and let's just let's i'd love to talk with someone and let's get it out there and just talk about how the industry is and what it looks like behind the scenes so to speak you know i i think that those people should be more transparent frankly like i think if 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 you're that guy okay and you're you've got 12 different sponsors that you allow into your little contracts every year I think that at the very least, if you really wanted to have my, uh, my respect or my, you know, my attention more, cause I try to avoid it. Right. I try to avoid those people. I don't click on their YouTubes or whatever, but if you did, I let's be transparent. Talk about how big a checks some of these companies are writing to you. Right. Cause the one thing you can say about LeBron friggin' James, who I don't have any respect for, but at least the whole world knows how many billions of dollars Nike paid him, right? 
Yeah. And so it's out there. It's like, hey, I'm going to be, be honest. should be a requirement. should be a requirement, right? Like, like maybe maybe you just become the guys that are super, the super transparent uh, influencers, you know, and you talk about how much actual dollars these companies are paying you to do what you're doing, right? But no, nobody wants to No, That's, it's like, you know, Trump's taxes. Like nobody wants to cough that up, right? Like, because I, I, I know I've been around it long enough. I've been in, I've been, I've had my toe in the industry and my, you know, my, my finger on the pulse enough. I got people in the industry, right? It's not that, it's not that big of a, of a deal. Like I know how big these checks are that these guys are getting written. I know how valuable social media influencers or YouTube stars are. So let's just get it out in the open. Like I, I would have the most respect for the guy who comes on and like, Hey, I've got partial ownership in this company. I'm getting this $20,000, $30,000, $50,000 check from this company. These guys send me this much in return on my kickbacks or whatever. Let's talk about it, right? Like, I think that would be super interesting. The hunt, start, the we're going to start a fire. Don't care. Don't like, I, you know, and I'm not, I'm, this isn't a, this isn't meant to be like a start a, you know, a dumpster fire around the industry. It's just, I think it's time like, and there's a few guys out there I've seen that are doing stuff like this and I have respect for them, uh, that are kind of more of an independent, you know, doing their thing and like being honest and doing the reviews and stuff. And that's, that's all this is like, I'm not trying to bust anybody's chops or take away anybody's way of life or anything like that. But I just think that it's time. I think it's time for us. At least it's time for us to be to be like this. Cause you know, we've, we've talked and thought and wanted to be like this for a decade. And frankly, I think part of the reason at the time that we were so into getting those sponsorships is like, I know I didn't have, we were broke. Uh, I didn't have the money to go buy crap. And Good so one. when people threw free stuff in your face, you're like, you just You'd gobbled it up. You're like, to. I got it. But sure. now whatever, you know, I don't, if I got to spend a couple extra thousand bucks every year to just buy, buy gear, literally don't care. Don't care. Yep. I'll just turn around and end up selling it. If I don't like it anyways. Now my wife might stop working after she has her baby. And if she does like, then my voice might change a little bit. <laughs> okay. We'll see. Uh, just, we'll see just how much this kid's going to cost. Yeah. If the market tanks yeah. then we'll, uh, we'll be, we'll, right be, we'll be open for sponsorship. Yeah. We'll be right back. <laughs> sponsorships but anyway um yeah i think i think that's good man we covered it uh that being said if there's any any good companies out there who want us to test out some gear yeah well, like seriously um yeah just just know i mean and and listen if you, i if i was a company and i i have a company or whatever so i have a little feel of how this would be but like if i was a company that especially that had a like a product or something i mean those would be the the main places I'd be looking to throw it is to guys who, you know, and this is sounds counter intuitive almost for what I just said, but I don't want your freaking dollars or money. It's just like, if you want an honest review of something or if like, I will vow that as long, so long as the hunting is around, like if you want an honest review, if you want to be able to send your, you know, and I know this a little bit from work, right? If you, we love unbiased third-party reviews, especially the ones that make our products look good, mm -hmm. not so much the other ones, <laughs> but like, that's the point is if you get that unbiased third-party review that backs up what you're saying in your marketing stuff, like, boom, like that's, 
that's what will take off. So if you got the product, like you're not worried, send it over. Um, maybe if it's something we're interested in, we, like you said, maybe just buy it. I don't know. Like, well, I, I mean, through being a guide and a firefighter, I mean, I, I get discounts on pretty much everything anyway, so yeah. it's not a big deal. Yeah. Like so, I, I can buy most things like the I bought this year. I bought a stone glacier sleeping bag. I think that was it. But, um, <clears throat> you know, I get like 30% off or whatever being a, a guide. Sure. So it's not a big deal. Yeah. Doesn't but, matter. But that's hopefully you get in the feel of uh of what to expect and, and where we're coming from, where we've been, what what we're about and where we're going. Um the hunting.com blog, article, video, uh gear review, hunt films coming, uh more podcast, obviously social and stuff like that. So anything else? How long have we been going? <laughs> we Fifty-six told, minutes. We told them forty-five. Told our wives no, no more than forty-five. So and we, we were down here for probably ten before we started. Yeah. So it's been about an hour. We're now. in big trouble. It, <laughs> whatever. We got to drive home tonight, but we're yeah. But that's it. Uh, I I'll probably uh, save my uh, or I'll kick. I'll I'll record it shortly after this or right before, or right after. I'm not sure where I'll release it, but. You know, look, look for a, um, you know, kind of first of the year, 2024 hunt plans slash state breakdown. I'll go through each state, how I apply, why I think about what I'm applying for and stuff like that. So I've been trying to get Dustin to do an elk hunt, but you don't want to. I do just not the Colorado one for sure. I don't see the value in, you know, we're, uh, I'll be honest, like I'm at six points, right. And there's only a handful of units with six points even with archery or whatever that are even worth well you might as well just ride it out for the long haul yeah and i don't even know what else there is so i don't i don't really care except i'm i'm happy getting one one personal hunt per year two at the max just because i've got so many hunts to guide well i don't and i had literally no tags this 2023 so i'm planning on over indexing and I told Jen and she's like, no, I, yeah, I fully expect this. I was like, you know, and it's, of course, it'll be the year my first kid's born. Like I'm going to go ham. Like I'm going to have 17 tags across seven different states. And who knows? I might, you just never know. When you, you never, when know. you start building as many points as we have it across gets, all the states, you just don't. And a lot of states like Nevada, and you know, Utah and New Mexico, and you just don't really know wyoming even because some of those tags go random yeah yeah i, I mean i have i've been building moose points in wyoming since long before i ever moved up there so like i'm sitting on a pile more than a handful of moose points could draw been trying to draw uh plenty of like arizona points for a few things you know nevada utah especially got our hand in a pretty good chance of drawing tags there <laughs> Uh, there's all, always Wyoming for me, partial chance of Wyoming for you, Colorado, you know, the benefit of grabbing some of those. I mean, I, we could go down the list and I mean, it, I feel like any given year it could go from like I did last year, Oh, for 37, to like to, 10, 10 for 30 to like, yeah, worse, <laughs> right. 15 for 37, <sighs> especially when you throw in States like Idaho and New Mexico that are always random, like that could stack up real quick. 
Probably not though. Probably not. But I'll I'll rattle that off in another podcast. It'll either have just went before this or just after. Um but you know, it'll it'll be in time for, you know, even like a and I might even do a specific podcast, hopefully on Wyoming elk uh alone, because that's I think one of the first Arizona elk and antelope, whatever. But we're gonna I'll try to break down, you know, more uh a general holistic overview of the states and and my personal strategy episode and then like a you know an individual you know hey this you know the time of year hey arizona elk's coming up let's talk how you know how the state works and just this will be kind of your hub for you know going through as many of those states as i can keep track of and especially the ones that i apply for so we don't, we don't care about north dakota no offense okay fifty nine fifty four recording time so we're cutting it under an hour well, an hour all right man Thanks for jumping on. See you guys. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Finding Backcountry podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe and mention it to your friends. But the best thing you can do, leave a rating on iTunes or your favorite podcast platform. For notes and links to this and other episodes, please visit findingbackcountry.com.